Razorback fans have been asking me the question, do Razorback football fans expect too much out of their football program, especially with this season being where the Razorbacks are at? Let's talk about it. We'll talk about that as well as dive into KJ Jefferson and the latest on him and why I think he's actually going to end up playing this weekend. And also, nice little news for Razorback basketball. Could be some more big news coming very soon. This is all coming up on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 103.7thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head over to Bet Online where the game starts. Hope everybody is having a wonderful Tuesday as it is uh, very cold outside and I can't stand it. And I hate it and it's terrible, but that's just what happens when you get to mid to late November. But uh, it's going to be a cold one this weekend against Ole Miss too, which I know we'll talk about and dive into some of the, the things from that too. But, you know, I was I was thinking how interesting it was when yesterday I got to hear from Sam Pittman in his press conference. And one of the things that he brought up was about the, you know, the disappointment of where they're at right now, you know, sitting at five and five, I think everybody can, uh, can attribute to the fact that this is not what Arkansas fans were hoping for. This was not what most people were expecting. Uh, there was a lot of things that was in control or that Arkansas could control that ended up attributing to where they're at now. And there are other things that was out of Arkansas's control that uh, ended up uh, helping them or at least having an impact on where they're at now. But one of the things that Sam Pittman brought up was about the expectations and the thing that Arkansas is at right now as far as, okay, you're disappointing. How do you handle it? How do you go out there and how do you change it? You know, what are some of the things that you do? And I think Sam Pittman had a really interesting take and a little bit of a rant here about, being the coach at Arkansas and dealing with some of those expectations that come along with the job. Take a listen. Great thing. I mean, I'm the head coach at Arkansas. I, you know, I'm going to take, if we were 10 and 0, people wouldn't like me or like what I'm doing or decisions I make. And that comes with the job. I mean, that's just what it is. Is it right? Is it not? I mean, I don't have time to talk about that, but you're going to get criticized and, we're five and five, and we've been, you know, we lost to A&M by two. We, I mean, last year, if you look, go back, we, we we beat Mississippi State, you know, at the end of the game. We beat LSU in overtime, or we're seven and seven and five last year, or seven and, and whatever it is, two, two and two, seven and six, I guess. We haven't been able to win the close games, you know, um, uh, two of them weren't close, and really, well, Alabama was a five-point game going into the fourth quarter. Um, we've got to figure out how to win close games, and you're going to have to do that every year. If you don't, your your record's going to be from nine, ten wins to six and five. It's just how it is, and I think if you look over most all the teams in the SEC, it's that way as well. Um, with being five and five and, and all the expectations, I'd rather have the expectations be high and take what I what take the criticism 
then they go, oh well, you played LSU to thirteen and ten, and they are West Division champs. We don't we don't want any of that. We we want to win, and it doesn't matter who we play. So, uh, did we did we go faster than even what I thought we would last year? Probably, uh, but I was happy with it, and we're we're disappointed where we are. But we can wallow in it, or we can get bowl eligible. And uh, I think you saw Saturday that our team is, wants to go to postseason play, and I think you'll see it again Saturday. So pretty long little statement there by Sam Pittman when he's talking about not only the expectations but also uh, winning the close games, which I think that you can really take both of those points and look at it in a way of, all right, well, let's compare it, just like he said. With last year, and I and I thought this was a really good point, and it's not an excuse or anything like that, but I just thought it was really interesting because last year you went eight and four, and everyone was really happy with the results. Everybody was really happy with the direction that things were going. But at the same time, if you look about just how many close games, close calls that Arkansas had last year, you know, you think about uh, the game against AM. Now you won by 10 points, but KJ Jefferson got hurt in that game. You had to bring in Malik Hornsby. They were still a little bit in doubt until you were able to go to the fourth quarter and uh, end up uh, taking care of business there. You had the Ole Miss game where you lost by one point. Uh, The Mississippi State game, you won by three. LSU, you went to overtime, won by three. Alabama, you lost by a touchdown, but uh, it it was a pretty close game, but you're unable to to take care of business in that one. Like You had a lot of close games last year, but the difference was in last year, first off, that you were able to win most of those. Now, you lost to Ole Miss by one, lost to Bama by a touchdown. But then you, by beating Mississippi State, by beating LSU, by beating Texas A&M, those are three teams that you did not beat this year, but you beat last year, and you were able to make the plays down the stretch in order to get a victory in those games. You know, So it's amazing how different that is. And then when you compare it to this year, you're talking about games that were close. A&M, you lost by two. Uh, you ended up losing to Alabama, Mississippi State. You mentioned Alabama. It was a five-point game going to the fourth quarter, but it ended up being – a much bigger uh, a bigger performance out of uh, Alabama in there in the fourth quarter that got away from you. Mississippi State, you lost big, but you lost to Liberty by two. You lost to LSU by three. You're talking about A&M, uh, Liberty, and LSU. Those three games, you lost by a combined eight points. I'm doing my math correctly on that. Hopefully I am. Let's do seven points, I guess. Yeah, seven points. You lost by a combined of seven points. And it almost felt like last year, those were the games that were kind of going your way. Those 50-50 games were the ones that were going your way and ending in a great result. And then you saw the difference in the season where this year, the only close game that you've actually won has been Cincinnati. Cincinnati was a touchdown game and that one was a tough matchup against a really good team. But that's really the only close game when it was in doubt that you've won. A&M, Alabama, Liberty, LSU, all in the fourth quarter, still in doubt, but you lost. And just think about the difference that would be in these games and take out the Alabama game even. But A&M, Liberty, and LSU, I think everybody feels like Arkansas was good enough and probably should have won those games, but they didn't. But just think about if they did, instead of being at 5-5 five and five right now, and you'd be talking about 8-2. and two. And how would everyone be feeling right now? How would, What would the difference be? But just a mere eight points has been what has changed everyone's entire mentality and attitude. So it's amazing how that kind of plays out the way that it has this year and compared to last year. And I think Sam Pittman brought up an interesting point about it. 
They got to figure out how to win those close games. They were able to do it last year. They have not been able to do it this year. And you're seeing a vast difference in the seasons. And that's what really makes this so frustrating is it's because I think Arkansas is a better team, 100% still than A&M. I think they're a better team than Liberty. I even think that they uh, they at least were good enough to beat LSU. Now, I'm not saying to sit here and say they're a better team than LSU, but they were good enough to beat LSU. But we all know about KJ Jefferson, all those things. It just didn't happen. So they got to figure that out. They got to figure that out. They got to be able to make those plays when it matters the most. But they just haven't been. And so that's kind of the beauty of college football, but also the 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 kind of the 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 worst part about it too is just you feel like you can't get over the hump and those games would make such a, a big difference. So I think that's a big part of it too. But going back into the expectations, and he even said it there of saying like, you know, I'd rather have the high expectations. It's like, but we're sitting at five and five. We can either wallow in it or we can go get bowl eligible. You know, it's so it's a mentality that you still got something to play for, still got reasons to get there, still got reasons to feel good, all of that. But you obviously have not held yourself to that expectation. You have not been able to get to that expectation. And this is something that uh, I've had other people in other media markets and ask me about the expectation of the Razorback football program. Because there's so many misconceptions out there that just because it's Arkansas, people think, okay, well, you should just be happy going six and six, be happy making it to a low tier bowl game, be satisfied with that. Anything above that is above and beyond your wildest dream. So just sit over there and, you know, be 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 yourself and just know your place and know your role in this conference. And I don't accept that. I don't accept that. Razorback fans shouldn't accept that. Nobody should accept that. Sam Pittman does not accept that. That's not how it works. At Arkansas, you can win. It's been proven time and time again. You can win. Just like you can win at a lot of other places here in the SEC. You know, it... <laughs> It's one of the more frustrating comments I get. And no, Arkansas does not have too high of expectations. I believe that my expectations have always been for the Razorback football program in general is to look at it from the perspective of, okay, every single year, I think Arkansas should be a seven to eight win football program every single year. Now, that's not to say that if they never give above eight wins, then I'm happy. It's not to say that. But I'm saying in that ballpark, Arkansas should be there each and every year at the minimum. And then every three to four to five years, I want to see them get to that 9, 10, 11 win range in a season. Just get to that point. Now, does that mean you know going and winning the SEC West or something like that? I think that that's such a tough thing to do no matter what, especially in this day and age. It's hard to have that type of expectation. But I don't believe that it's too far-fetched to believe that this is a program that can have a winning season for the majority of their seasons, and then every so often break through and have that one really great season. Now, I'm talking about averages, mind you. Now, because, you know, I think that it's just in nature for most football programs that every so often they're going to have a down year. They're going to have a five-win year, a six-and-six season. Like, that's just going to happen if you play the numbers. Great coaches have had that. Uh, Not to say that, you know, Nick Saban or uh, those guys have uh, had it very frequently. But, you know, for the most part, those types of seasons are going to happen. But... The expectation is not too high at Arkansas. Arkansas fans, as much as people like to rag on them and as much as people like to hate on them, they have a pretty realistic self-awareness of themselves. Like They, they, they know that they're not going to be a program like LSU, like Alabama, like Georgia. I think everybody knows that. But they can be a program that is highly respectable, that is highly competitive, and every so often 
can make some noise in this conference. They know that. They feel that. They understand that. The expectation is not too high at Arkansas. It's just a matter of fulfilling that expectation with good coaching, good programs, good players, good everything. And when you have all those pieces together, it works out. And Arkansas losing these close games, that's why I still believe that Sam Pittman is the right man for the job. And it's not because, oh, well, you because you know, people are going to say, oh, well, you just think that uh, because you like the guy, but you know, good coaches win those close games. You're right. But Sam Pittman's proven before he can win those close games. They did it last year. But this year just hasn't happened. And there's been some factors into it. There's been some decisions. I'm not denying that fact. But I have a hard time just shutting the book on somebody like Sam Pittman simply because this year did not live up to an expectation that we all had. And they were unable to close out close games against good teams. Like, I just, I don't want to chalk that up to that. I believe that, because listen, we've seen bad football. Chad Morris was that. Chad Morris is getting blown out by everybody. That's bad football. This is not bad football. This is not, this is not a bad program. It's not a bad culture. It's not even a bad coaching staff, bad players, bad. It's not bad. It's just they have to find ways to close it out. They have to find ways to get those big plays at the end. Things they were doing last year, unable to do this year. It's frustrating. I get it. And the expectation is there. I get it. But I still believe there are good things about this program and good reasons to believe that things are going to get better, are going to continue to improve under Sam Pittman. And I think that if you saw that LSU game, that would have been an easy time for this team to give up last week, and they didn't. I mean, they did not have K.J. Jefferson. They were beat up beyond belief, but they didn't give up. They played as hard as you would ever see. Just came up short. That's still a good program, and I still believe in them too. They just got to close out those close games. Easier said than done, but they got to do it. Folks, if you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off for whatever reason, you might want to listen to this because right now, all of you locked on Razorbacks listeners, you can order the number one Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you will not want to miss it. Here's why I know that you'll love it because when I leave my place, it's something to where it's a sense of comfort. Anytime that I'm leaving my place, I know and not only everything here is going to be safe, sound, and secure, but I know that if anything does go wrong, I'm going to be able to be the first to know about it thanks to Simply Safe. In emergency situations, they have 24-7 monitoring guests with that fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if any threat is real, and then you get the priority police response that you need. It's an incredible deal, folks, and we're talking about 50% off. Feel secure this holiday season. A lot of you are going to be traveling out, going and seeing friends and family and all those things. Make sure that whatever you leave behind at your home is secure with Simply Safe. Don't miss out on a chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, I am, uh, first off, I am going to apologize because I'm very frustrated by this. I had this whole segment planned for why I believe KJ Jefferson is going to play, and I was basing it on a video that I remember watching 
when KJ Jefferson was at SEC Media Days earlier this year that I was going to use as kind of a point or at least some evidence of why I think that he might play. I searched high and low, and I could not find that video. So I am very disappointed by it. But I was like, you know what? I'm still going to talk about it because I think that I can at least give the uh, cliff notes of what that video said and what was going on with it, too. So I apologize. It's really I literally looked for like 30 to 45 minutes this morning. I've been up really early. So I was trying to find it. I got so frustrated. I was like, okay, I've done too much work to not do this segment. So I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. But uh, I, I think KJ plays this weekend. Now, I am not basing that on any physical evidence of how healthy he is or, oh, I have inside knowledge, anything like that. And honestly, I could end up being completely wrong. Uh, like just because if he's not healthy enough to go physically, then it is what it is. But I started thinking about this video that I watched, and I'll never forget it. When I was at SEC Media Days, you have a lot of people that are talking to, to different players and coaches and kind of doing one-on-one -on -one interviews and having fun, asking them some cool questions and whatever it is. Like pretty, pretty basic stuff. But I'll never forget the video where somebody was interviewing KJ Jefferson. And they asked him if there was any particular team that he really wanted to beat this year. It, it was something to that extent of like, is there a team that you circle? Is there a team that you want, you know, really want badly or whatever it is? You know, it kind of kind of made, made, circled it and everything. And no, most players would kind of go off, man, you know, it's an every player. I want to beat Cincinnati. It's number one game. That's game one. You, you know, nonsense like that. Um, but KJ Jefferson kind of got pushed a little bit. And he basically said, I want to beat the Mississippi schools. Especially Ole Miss because, I, you know, they beat us last year. I want that game. I want to win that one. Again, I hate I can't find that video. It's really good. But – I remember watching that and not thinking anything of it at the time, but I'm like, okay, that makes sense because he's from Mississippi and it means a little bit more. But then I started taking it one step further and maybe trying to dive into the psyche of KJ Jefferson and thinking about where he's at now. Because when he said that, he was coming off of a win against Mississippi State last year and then coming off of a game where he felt like maybe they should have won, where he performed incredibly against Ole Miss, but just came up a point short in the two-point conversion. So he was coming off where he's like, I beat Mississippi State. I should have beaten Ole Miss, but I'm going to get them back this year, having that type of mentality. And now I look at it from this year's perspective. He didn't get a chance to beat Mississippi State. In fact, Arkansas is one of their worst losses, not their worst loss, was to Mississippi State on the road where K.J. Jefferson did not play. And you know that had to eat at him. Had to just eat at him and burn him up because he wants to beat Mississippi State. And the fact that he could not go in there and play had to really set him on fire. And then to add to that, things haven't been going well. When K.J. Jefferson has not played a quarterback or has not been healthy, things have not gone well. And then that just continues to add fuel to this fire. And now finally, you have an opportunity this weekend against Ole Miss at home in Fayetteville to be able to beat them to be able to get avenge, or is it, yeah, avenge the loss from last year, be able to take care of business and, and win that game, one you felt like you should have won last year, but you didn't. I think he plays because of that. Like, I can't imagine as a competitor how that must make you feel, where you listen, you want to win every game. You want to win every game that you can, and you always have games that go your way and that don't go your way, and it's frustrating, it's annoying, it's, it's whatever. But just kind of looking at it from KJ's comments from SEC Media Days and knowing that he always wants to beat those Mississippi schools and knowing he didn't get a chance to play Mississippi State, 
he's going to do whatever he can to play in this game. And not only play in this game, but really bring his best performance he possibly can. He scored six touchdowns last year against Ole Miss. Six. He was, without a doubt, the best player on the field that day. It was incredible. He wants to be able to win that game this year. He wants to beat Ole Miss really bad. And I think because of that mentality, because of where he's at now, we'll see, because Sam Pittman even said yesterday that they're uh, going to judge him by his health this week and see how it goes. But I just have a feeling he plays. I just got this gut feeling he plays. And not only does he come out and play, uh, I think he plays well because he wants this one. He wants to be able to go out there and get this team back on the winning track and be able to beat Ole Miss, to beat the Mississippi schools. That would mean a lot to him. It would mean a lot to his family. And I just have this feeling. It's all it is is a feeling that he does end up playing this weekend against Ole Miss. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news and analysis. So get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and to esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get in all your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, final segment here of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I just wanted to uh, bring up the fact that this isn't necessarily big news because they already knew that it was going to happen, but it did officially happen where uh, five-star point guard Layden Blocker actually signed his letter of intent to join the Razorbacks over this past weekend. He was actually doing it during a ceremony at Bordino's in Fayetteville, so that's kind of cool. But he uh, ranks 25th nationally and the number four point guard in the position of his class, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. He's also the fourth five-star signee by Eric Musselman, of course, three of them being last year, too. So uh, big news there, and it's always cool to see the recruiting side of things doing really well for, for Eric Musselman, which, again, is not surprising because, you know, he is, he is an incredible, an absolutely incredible recruiter. And I, it's so funny how people have – you know, not saying that they've done it in the, in the regard of like, oh, well, you know, he's not as he's all about the transfer portal and stuff. He's like, yeah, it's yeah, he does a lot of portal stuff, too, but he's definitely uh, doing this. And Bay Fall, it's kind of the next one. I did a podcast on this last week. I think that he, he's going to sign at least maybe today. Maybe that's when it happens. But uh, he's another five star player. He's a center 610. We, we already talked about him, too. But like just we don't we are got we got to get through this year. And this year's there's a lot of excitement and rightfully so. But good grief, man. I, this is what I was hoping for. I was hoping for Eric Musselman to be able to put the Razorback basketball program back on the map in the way they should to where they keep signing these five-star players. And if he's able to get Bay Fall, that's going to be five five-star players in two years that he's been able to sign at Arkansas. And who knows? Maybe he's not done yet because we haven't even talked about, you know, what, what, what will we do in the transfer portal? What will we do here? What will we do there? I mean, there's a lot of options that could be happening. But it's just great to see that not only are they going out and recruiting High-level guys, they're signing these guys, and they're sticking with their commitment. And I think that the more that they do that, the more it's going to show for future five stars that this is the place to be. It's it's crazy. And like I started thinking about it with Must too, how he, he's already proven in back-to-back -back years going to the Elite Eight. In those Elite Eight runs, those teams could not have been more different. Like I know that there was a couple of players that were on both teams that were able to play, but like, I'm thinking about like in his first Elite Eight run, you had Jalen Tate at, at point guard. You had, uh, you know, Justin Smith 
the transfer out of Indiana, who's a huge part of that play. You know, you had the one and done player in Moses Moody, who was incredible. Uh, you know, you had uh, coming off the bench, you had whether it was uh, Devo or, you know, whatever. Jalen Williams played a lot. Like, it was a lot of young kids and then a couple of transfers. Like, and honestly, the true freshman didn't really, besides Moses, but like Jalen and, and Devo didn't come along until later in the season. And then they stepped in and then added to those transfers where really you kind of start, started to see that what the core group liked. And then last year it was nothing but transfers and no young players that like you had Jalen Williams and Devo Davis that were two sophomores. But besides that, you had a bunch of seniors, a bunch of veteran guys, and you still made it to the elite eight. JD Note, I guess was maybe a third year player, whatever it was, but like you had a bunch of experienced veteran guys still made it to the elite eight. Now this year, it's like you got true freshmen, five-star McDonald's all American players. You got three of them this year. You got a few transfers, but even the transfers are pretty young. You know, Devos and Kamani Johnson are kind of the older guys. You got a Ricky Council transfer that's coming. Like, you just have such a hodgepodge of group where it just is. I always feel like as long as Mus has the players, they're going to do something great. He know like if that's not the greatest example of how he knows how to win with different players, different styles, different philosophies, different personalities. Like, I don't know what is. That's the signature of not only just a great coach, but an elite coach. An elite coach who can do it with just hey, here's your cards, do your best. Folds him out, wins every time. No matter what the hand is, he wins every time. Like that's that's just enough to get everybody excited about everything too. So the more I get uh, to, to to thinking about the the future of Arkansas and the future under Muss, it's just a, a more exciting thing each and every day. But uh, getting Layden Blocker was huge, and be on the lookout because I have a pretty good feeling that uh, they're not done yet with this recruiting class when it comes to signing big time players. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.